Hi everyone, my name is Tyler Oakley and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. In today's episode, we discuss finding your dream job, does it really matter which school you pick, and how to swallow your pride when you are broke. Stick around, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag Psychobabble. Good morning, Corey. Hello, Tyler. It's actually afternoon now. Well, it's morning somewhere. <laughs> You're right. I'm mourning You're right, right now. What are you mourning? I'm mourning the loss of nothing, really. Gaga's winning everything there right you now. Go. I was going to say, what is Gaga not won? <laughs> She's currently doing her best. She has currently uh, three her best. Academy Award nominations. Wow. What are you doing today? I mean, What are a, you bringing to the it, table? What day, I don't even know what day of the week it is. Neither do I. Wednesday. <laughs> it's hump day. What have you recently done on a what hump, have you, what hump have you gone over <laughs> trials and tribulations sure, have i yeah. overcome how are you what's new um you know same old me same old you no i mean it's it's still no kissing like, no, wait what was it <laughs> another christmas alone another christmas alone same old me same old well Corey. now it's getting close to february so we get another valentine's day alone i'm thinking about having a killer valentine's day party really yeah you want to come in for it yeah i'll fly right down what day I, of the week is that on oh actually, valentine's i have casey musgraves tickets okay on valentine's day <laughs> i think it's the day after but work. you know <gasps> speaking of work <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst transition uh, you've ever done. thank you Corey. what are we doing today <laughs> speaking of work i will because i said work and then you i mean really you know, whatever well we were gonna do another advice episode because mm. everybody loves advice everybody <laughs> unsolicited advice yeah that's what i'm best at i've you know i recently got the feedback from my boyfriend that i do not take advice well well that's true i can confirm okay great <laughs> and i give advice when nobody wants it so i oh, think wow. i'm perfect yeah to host this yeah you're the <laughs> so, perfect, perfect specimen i mean cool. listen we've been doing it for years and no one stopped you yet legally they can't <laughs> i don't know what what avenue they would go about to do that but i don't think they have many options so okay, what are we doing advice about today? anyways we were going to do a, an advice episode about careers and jobs and mm. internships and kind of navigating post-college pre-college if you're not going to college and you want to get a job that sort of situation every option is out there it's all i mean listen we live in a capitalist society. Bitch, you gotta work. So <laughs> that's true. We're gonna do that. Um, and as always, we always say, just because uh, we're giving advice, we're not <laughs> licensed professionals by any means. In fact, we know very little and actually have nothing to contribute this as far as valid advice goes. Is, but you can maybe learn from us. Maybe you yeah. can learn from our mistakes, our successes. Um, we've had a few of both. In our time, we really have. Uh, if people want to have one than the other, if people want to submit questions in the future, where can they go about doing that? Uh, you can always email us at psychobabblequestions at gmail.com. Make sure you're following Psychobabble on Instagram as well because we post a lot there um, on the story, and you can always submit answers or questions or whatever you're looking to via Instagram as well. Plus, if you have advice that maybe uh, we didn't touch on for a specific question, you can answer along with us to the oh, questions yeah. that get submitted on Twitter. If you use the hashtag Psychobabble, we go through that hashtag all the time to see what people are saying. And we retweet the opinions that we think uh, maybe we didn't touch on in our podcast. So. That's true. So should we dive right in? Please. Oh my God. I mean, let's, look, we are 
we are so professional today. Maybe this is a job. You know, oriented. I do feel like I, I was am. Like, it's usually five minutes of us talking about. Okay, well, let's go back to anything else. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? What's the tea? You know, well, I recently the, got back into uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild and I'm doing very well. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Cool. I'm glad we covered I've that. I've still been really enjoying Smash Brothers for Switch. I still haven't played it yet. Well, listen. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, Corey, what's the first advice question somebody wants okay. to know? This first question, this is the only one I wrote the subject of the email down for. And before we get into it, here is a, here's a prime example of a subject of an email that it will get our attention. It's short, it's succinct, succinct, succinct. Succinct. It's giving me that succinct. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's succinct uh. and it's uh, it gets to the point, right? And it makes us open this the email. This one just grabbed my attention because it made me a little sad. It took your attention and what did it do? It's that grabbed me grabbed it and it said hello hello <laughs> answer me okay what's the question uh, so this person wrote i can't even think of a dream job okay same that made me a relatable little, that made me a little sad why because i mean i guess i can think of a dream job what's your dream job I'm not working with you. Okay, and there it is. <laughs> well, um, no, it says, hello, Tyler and Corey. I'm 23 years old with a communications degree, two part-time jobs, and no motivation. My two jobs are relatively stable and pay well, but they're both meant to be temporary. I graduated over a year ago and have made almost no moves to get a full-time job. I feel even more directionless than I did when I was in college and don't know how to get started. I hear a lot of people in the same boat as I am, but surely I should be able to think of a dream job that I would want for myself, right? If money didn't matter and I could do whatever I wanted, I still have no idea what I would want to do. I don't have many hobbies these days and not many passions anymore. Any advice on how to find that career-seeking motivation? Thanks so much, D. Mm. I think this is really relatable. Oh, for sure. I feel like there are a lot of people out there that are in the same position. They kind of went through the motions of, okay, I was told I should go study something. I was told I should have, you know, I should have a job because I have to pay my bills. But like those things aren't necessarily what is connected to their core identity or what they care about. Or it's like making them happy to get up in the morning. Right. Definitely sounds like D is in a rut of some sort. So their, their main question is... They have no idea what they want to do. How do they find something that sparks joy, sparks passion in their life? Ooh, sparks joy. I like that. Ooh. Are you are you watching <laughs> Tidying Up on Netflix? We've discussed this okay. on the last anyway, episode. Anyway, okay, well, then let me tidy up my mind. So I feel like the best way to really open yourself up to what can be something you care about yeah. is to be brave. And put yourself out there and try new stuff. I know that is so cliche and like an obvious answer, but sometimes people don't really put themselves out there in new situations. Yeah. Like you never know if you're going to like comedy if you don't go to a comedy show. You never know if you're going to like painting unless you pick up a paintbrush. That might be your forte and you have no clue because you never took a chance to try it. Yeah. I definitely agree. I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, just start putting yourself out there and try some new things. If you're kind of at that point in your life where you feel like there is no motivation and you're kind of questioning what will get you motivated again or what will spark joy, um, I think you're actually kind of in a good spot because then you should just be open to trying anything. It's mm -hmm. like if you're looking for any sort of thing to get you motivated or excited, then I'd say try as many things as possible. And there's so many volunteer opportunities out there. You can volunteer at an animal shelter. You can volunteer um, with the elderly. There's a lot you can kind of do that if you've got the time to, you can kind of start exploring different avenues and see what you gravitate toward. You know what I'm doing? <laughs> Playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, well, yes, I am doing that. <laughs> I, um, I am about to start 
piano lessons. I was going to say, is this your piano lesson? Yeah, I'm do, about to start piano lessons because I was like, you know hands? what? Oh, these little dainty things. I, I could really stretch them out and get a lot of notes. I, think. I don't know if you could. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I watched, but how will I know unless I try? Well, you're right. Well, so that's I, what I'm about to try. I watched Green Book yesterday and he played the piano masterfully. Well, that's and about I to thought, be me. He's got good hands. Okay, cool. And I thought, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, can you do that? No, but the point is like, here you're I am. You're taking a piano lesson? Here I am. I am 29. Almost, you are almost 30 years old. I am almost old. 30. And you know what? Just because I am set in my ways doesn't mean I can add a new thing to my skill set. You're going to tickle the ivories. These ivories have never felt this. <laughs> <laughs> Your hands? These hands. These hands. I know. I, I feel like any. there's no age where you're too old to try a new thing. The You know those stories of like the actresses or the actors that it, they didn't even get their first role until they were like 60 or yeah, something. And now look at them. Now they're Meryl Streep. Blah, 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 blah. There are people like that in every profession. There are people like that who don't realize what they were, what they then realized they were always meant to do. Yeah. Um, it's kind of bonkers and ridiculous to think at 18, we should be deciding what we want to do for the rest of our lives. This person, D is 23. 23, where were you at 23? Well, I had, I had no clue what I wanted to do. The ditch somewhere. You were, I believe. I think that's where I found <laughs> probably, you. Probably wearing a lot of cardigans. I, me too. <laughs> oh, I, I think when I was 23, I had a lot of sweater vests going on. 23, yeah. I was like after college. It was great. Another piece of advice I have for this person is surround yourself with people that are weird go-getters. I think of people like Mamrie Hart. She is the first person that will always put herself in the most random situations. Oh, yeah. She will find out point blank if she loves it or hates it, but at least she's getting in that situation to yeah. find out if she loves it or hates it. And I mean, at the same time, I don't want you to feel completely like unmotivated because you're working two part-time jobs that you don't necessarily love because there's still a lot of experience you can gain from those positions. And that's only going to help like fill your resume later down the road. And there's still a lot of experience and stuff that you can learn from these first jobs, even if you are looking at it as something that's just more temporary. Yeah. And I think of like you, whether it's your first job, your, your part-time jobs that you currently have that maybe you don't necessarily think, okay, well, this is my forever future. You are still building that skill set of what you're going right. to bring to your next job. So even if you have no clue what that next job is, you are preparing yourself to be able to be hired in the next job. Right. So whether it's building a skill set of like a sense of responsibility or learning how to work in a team, all of those things really do translate to whatever you might want to do in the future. Right. And I mean, it's only going to be more information that's on your resume. I mean, it's more better to have those jobs on there than to have nothing at all. I agree. Great, great. <laughs> you know what? I think D, maybe we helped D a little bit. And maybe I, we did. I think so. I, like I said, I think the moral of the story is, is you're actually kind of in a neat position where you can try new things. And hopefully you have that support system that will, if you want to volunteer something, you have a friend that'll go with you. Yeah, just try new things and put yourself out there and find something that keeps you interested. And it doesn't have to be your forever career, but even if it gets you motivated for the next month or two, that's great. And one last thing I will say is, this person's talking about like, oh, how do I find the thing that's supposed to be the thing? Well, girl, I have had jobs that were not the thing. But you know what I learned from that? <laughs> a lot. I learned, okay, that job is not the thing. Yeah. If you don't try that out, yeah. you won't you won't then realize that that's not the one. I changed my major in college multiple times because I took a class and I realized, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be for me. No. Or, or I had an internship and I was like, oh, that is not what I imagined that nine to five looking like. 
And then I was able to learn from that, shift my, my focus, and then go in a different direction. But had I not put myself in that situation, I would have followed through with that whole educational arc, got my degree and everything, and then kind of been stuck and been like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. When you get an internship, when you get that first job, when you get to shadow somebody for a day, that really opens your eyes of what that actually is, not just what you think it might be. Yeah. I like that. Okay. What is the next question we have? You know, you want me to read it? Sure. Number two. Number two says... Hey guys, so here's the situation. I'm about to graduate from high school and it's time for me to decide on a college to get my computer science degree. My options are basically as follows. Number one, a university with a really good reputation, especially for graduates in my field in a location with very few internship opportunities or employers nearby, meaning I'd likely have to move away after college. Number two, it's a college that's not as academically impressive, but it's in central London. I'm from New York, so of course it's got its own little way of being intriguing, surrounded by several employers in my field. So my question is, from your experience, do employers really notice the university's reputation where you got your degree, or would it be more worth it to pursue internships and gain experience while completing a less rigorous degree program? Whew. Whew. Well... I don't know. We, we didn't study computer <laughs> science, so maybe it's different for that field. That's what I was going to say. I, my first thought was I, you might want to ask somebody who's worked specifically in that field because I personally feel like in my field and in, in the career that I went and the path that I took with my degree, I didn't. I don't necessarily think a lot of people care about what college I went to. There are a lot of perks with your school and the alumni program within that school. If that's if, true. If there is a huge reputation of the, the path that you want to go on being like, okay, who do you know and who can connect you? And if your school is that type of zhuzh, then that might be useful. But I always lean toward what is taking you out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and putting you in a new situation, expanding what you are able to do. And so like, I kind of lean toward a place where it's like, you are going to somewhere brand new and, I, going, and going and getting a completely different world. I completely agree with that. I mean, I think if I were in a hiring position, I would kind of gravitate more toward those people, if, especially if you put uh, if you took the risk to put yourself out there and try something new and move to a different culture or a different location or a different city that you're not used to, I think there's so much knowledge that can be gained from real world life experience of doing that sort of thing versus necessarily just being in a classroom. But also, Don't I will you agree. I, I will say, Don't it's you think like we like learned a lot when we left Michigan and like oh my God, moved yeah. to California. Oh, for sure. And never had been here. I do think, though, I will say this that, um, just because you do go to a school with a good reputation and it feels like you're isolated in there, it doesn't mean that afterward you can't move. It's not like, oh, yeah. it, it, I think the problem that sh this person's having is if I go to this good school, I have no opportunities nearby. Well, baby, the world is so small. Yeah. As soon as you graduate, you can get out of there. I don't want anyone feeling like their current situation is where they're stuck. We were, I mean, obviously there are limits to that of, you know, financial availability and whatever you're able to do physically. It's like, I, I understand all those things, but don't feel stranded and isolated just because that's where you currently are. There are so many chances for you to get out, put yourself out there in a completely new place. And w sometimes when you apply to places for a job, they if they love you enough, they will re relocate you. Yeah, um, They'll help you with finding a place. They'll help you with finding uh, ways to get you to them. So I wouldn't let that be the, the thing that holds you back or makes you think, okay, just because I'm here, I have to stay here. Makes sense? I think so. Cool. 
Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Wix.com, W-I-X.com. We have discussed them in the past. We love them here at Psychobabble. With Wix, you can create your very own professional website. All you got to do is choose a template you love, and you can customize it by adding your own text, images, and videos. They have hundreds of intuitive design features, and you can tell your story exactly the way you want. Plus, if you want even more for your website, you can easily start a blog, launch an online store, or create an event. Share everything in a click on social media and drive even more traffic to your site with SEO tools to get found on Google. Wix has all the tools you need to create the exact website you want. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to your favorite podcast. Which could it be? Probably Psychobabble. Over 140 million people have chosen Wix to create their website. You can create yours today. Get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com slash Psychobabble. And you are going to get 10% off. You are welcome in advance. Now back to the gossip. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, which is Apartments.com. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else, so finding the perfect place is easier than ever, and so is finally moving in together. Just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, uh, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom, and you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner, and they might even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them. Because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com. The place to find a pet-friendly place. Thank you so much, Apartments.com, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Corey, what is the next advice question? Okay, the next question says, Hi, Tyler and Corey. I'm a junior at St. Xavier University in Chicago. I'm studying marketing, and I work as the business manager for the school radio station. I'm required to get an internship next fall as a graduation requirement, which is actually really great. My boss at the station is friends with somebody at a station in Chicago, which is an alt-rock radio station. It's honestly my dream internship. I've always wanted to be involved in media, and I think it would be a really great opportunity. But... I kind of actually want to go through the process of applying for an internship and getting it because of my skills and talents. The other program I'm looking at is with an organization called Refugee, which is which works to empower female refugees in Africa. I know my boss wouldn't put in a good word for me if I didn't deserve it, but I also want the struggle. Should I just take the opportunity or pass and go through the heartache of potentially being rejected from Refugee? Thank you so much for your help. Um, I listen religiously. All right. Love that. Um, R, okay, so the, the basis of the question is, do you take an easy job that you know you can get the hookup to get, or do you put yourself out there and go for your dream job, though you risk not getting it? Yeah. Whew, that's tough. I, what I, the funny thing is, now that I've, I've pulled these questions like yesterday, and I read through a lot of like emails, um, and when I got to this one originally, I was like, girl... Take the, take the one that's being handed to you. Really? Because I saw so many emails from people struggling to find jobs, mm. struggling to find internships, struggling to like have the motivation to apply for things. So part of me was like, listen, 
it's not easy to always find something. So if you do have something that you're interested in, I kind of would take it. And maybe that's just because when I saw it, like I said, I saw and really heard from like so many of these emails where people saying that they're struggling. I kind of agree. I don't know if that's like the best advice or the right advice, but it's in my eyes, just because you have these two options on the table in your head doesn't mean if you pick one, the other one goes away. So while right. you're able to take that connection job, while you're able to get that one that's going to maybe put your foot in the door, and at least in the industry a little bit, that doesn't mean you have to stop pursuing the dream job. Right. And if anything, maybe there's things that you're going to learn at that, dream, uh, that, that current job that you're going to get connected into that might make you even more eligible for that dream job down the line. Yeah. Does it make me a bad person if I say, take the internship that you're being handed, but also apply for the other one and then make the tough decision if you get accepted to both? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, and I think that's what I would honestly do. I, I do think R is really passionate about this cause that is really important. It works to empower female refugees in Africa. Like just because you don't necessarily work there as a salary job or a like official job doesn't mean you can't put in work to support that organization. Correct. Um, one thing that when I was looking for my jobs, I really wanted to work at the Trevor Project, but they didn't have any openings. So I ended up going a different route, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't able to volunteer my time. I wasn't able to volunteer my resources or use my platform to shine a light on the, the cause that I cared about. Just because I didn't work there in an official capacity didn't mean that I couldn't also be a part of their mission. So I say, take the job you, that you're getting connected into. Girl, if you got that connection, get that connection, use it. And then use your availability and your resources to support the cause that you actually truly care about. I think you can do both. Yeah. I like that. Look at us saving, saving, <laughs> saving lives, saving lives. Look at us doing the Lord's work. Lord's work. <laughs> okay. Next question is short and sweet this from short N. And sweet. N wants to know, how do I ask for letters of recommendation? Send help. Thank you. Love the pod. Oh, I love the pod. <laughs> what? what are those pods you see? Those boxes that you can just put things in? Oh yeah. For moving. Do you love the pod? I think, I, I think we have friends that have used that and I've always thought I would like that. I feel like you could live in there. I was just going to say, I picture people putting themselves in there and then being transported with, they must have, there must they, be a you pod must not inspector. Be to. Yeah, pod inspection. What if you stood like a really good mannequin under a tarp and labeled yourself How still fragile? do you think you can be? <laughs> still enough, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> I was doing, so I did hot yoga last night. You're loving it. Look at you trying all these new things. Yes, baby. This, this is all about finding my me, honey. Yeah. No, one of the um, one of the poses you're supposed to do between every like actual pose or stretch or whatever is it's something called like Shavasana or Shavasana. Do you feel like you're it's, it's where you're supposed to look like a corpse? Oh. So you really, that's like mannequin pose for living in a pod. Yeah. That's all I was trying to get to, really. I love that. So, how do you get for letters of recommendation? Listen, I this is I, I pulled this question because this was something I never really thought was that intimidating. So I was interested to hear your perspective because I felt like when I was in college and when I got to the point where I needed to like, or when I was applying to colleges and needed to ask for letters of recommendations from teachers, I felt like I had put in the time and like built those genuine relationships with those staff members like naturally. Mm -hmm that for me, it was never even a second guess. Like I knew I had people kind of in my corner and maybe I'm very lucky and maybe that was a big privilege of mine, but I felt like I was a good student and I I cared about my work and I cared about turning in stuff on time and that sort of thing. So I, I naturally had already had those relationships. Um, and same when I applied for scholarships in college, once I was already in college, I had already made those connections with professors that to me, 
Um, it seemed pretty easy. Uh, I, I, and then I just straight up asked them. I like sent them an email and said, Hey, I'm applying for this scholarship. Hey, I'm applying for this college. Hey, I'm applying for blank. I love what I've, I've learned from your class. I've loved interacting with you and learning from you. Um, is there any way you could write me a letter of recommendation? And I think you also have to be prepared that, if you're asking someone that you haven't really be- built that connection with, you might not get a yes. Which I'm, is fine. What's Is that the end of the world? No, no you just move on to asking the next person. Right. And it's like, if you're doing it via email anyway, I, I mean, <laughs> you'll have to learn to get rejected sooner or later. But uh, yeah, I, I, and I remember, I remember one of my professors telling me that she had told people no previously, because I'm sure they do get a lot of asks. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of it, like the, the professors that you would imagine or the people in your life that you would imagine would be good for writing your letter are probably having similar connections with other students. So, yeah. you, you know, I my piece of advice is ask way ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Don't Absolutely. wait until the very last minute where you assume they're going to be available <laughs> to take the time to write for you. Like a lot of people live lives. I'm sorry. La- I'm laughing because I just remembered that you asked me to write you a letter of recommendation <sighs> to be an RA. Oh my God. I like, literally did. And the didn't day, you? The day, like the day <laughs> it was due. And okay, then but I, you're, you're and not going to And then I did have... it and it had a typo in it. And then you tried to yell at me because I had a typo when you asked me like the morning of the day that it was due. All Sorry, I'm saying is what, you're not going to have you're not going to have a Corey in your life always. You're not going to have somebody who's going to drop everything and do it last minute just wow. cuz you need it last minute. Corey is not there for everyone. <laughs> Ask ahead of time. Plan ahead. That's Plan time. I Plan really ahead. like that advice. Plan ahead. Um I would also be as nice as possible if the answer is no. Don't take it personally. Yeah. And I would also include any type of things that they might need to know when writing the letter of recommendation. You know how many letters of recommendation they have to write all the time? Include what you need from them. Absolutely. Like, what's the position you need? What's what's the thing you're the goal for your life? What's the the angle you want to the the letter to maybe take? Things like that are going to be really helpful, especially when they're writing and churning out all of these letters all the time. What makes it relevant to you and the position that you're going for, and makes you, gives them all. The, the resources they need to help you shine. Exactly. Make it easy for them and if they're writing it. Exactly. What skills did you learn from them that you want to then continue to learn and develop in a, in a career or at a college or with an internship, that sort of thing, so that, yes, they can kind of know what you're looking for. Um, and it'll make it easier for them to write as well. And then, I mean, obviously... You, you're allowed to remind them, a gentle <laughs> reminder. If you've already asked them if they said yes, feel free to check in. But I think the most important thing is saying thank you in some type of way. A lot of people are like, okay, thanks, you did it. But like, did they ever follow up and say, yeah. you know, do you want to know God bless you? You want to know a secret? I do. Hmm. I'm afraid to admit this in front of you. What? Um, I, especially with deadlines, I usually lie about when an actual deadline Ooh, is. Ooh, me too. And say it's like three days before. Wait, do you do this with me? I do this with all the stuff for you for work all the time. Because you know me. I'm like, Tyler, this is due on the 22nd when really it's due a week later. But right. I, I just know you're, you're a last minute queen. It's fine. <laughs> it, but it's helpful. It gets things done on time. It gets things delivered on time. Listen, it does. Okay, the next question, I actually saw this question a lot and it was like from a lot of different people. Um, so I didn't really have a specific name or anything, but I saw so many questions that were like, how do I find a job? Where do I apply for a job? Where do I look for jobs? How do I get a job? How do I get started? And I think I just, I really wanted to say that you kind of like looking for a job is almost a job in itself. Mm. Like you need to be motivated. It's not just going to fall in your lap. And I'm sorry if that's the cold, hard truth, but 
you need to actually put in the work. You're going to need to set some time up. If you're, if you're one of those people like me who sometimes struggles to get motivated, you're going to have to set some time aside each day to make sure you're online looking for jobs, utilizing your network, and actually putting in the work. Like It's not super fun, and it's, a, it's kind of like having a job that you're not getting paid for. But I, I, I saw so many questions that I really wanted to help people. And it seemed like a lot of people were just like lacking the motivation to do it and were kind of just hoping that something would fall in their lap. And I kind of just wanted to be like, unfortunately, that's not the reality for right. everybody. I feel like um, there's a sense of vulnerability and being honest of putting yourself out there. Yeah. And whether it's like, even on things like your Instagram story or making a Facebook status and just saying, hey everyone, just talking to the people that obviously you trust to keep in your orbit, saying, hey everyone, I'm looking for some a new fresh start. I'm interested in this realm. I have this skill set to offer. If anybody knows any leads, let me know. It's That's the type of thing where I, I don't just normally assume people are looking for a job, yeah. but if I see that, maybe it's gonna spark something and maybe think, oh, I know somebody I can connect them with or oh, about Blah, blah, blah. And then another thing is kind of you, sometimes it's okay to be a little shameless and reach out to people with jobs that you aspire to have yeah. and say, hey, you have something, you have this job that I think is incredible. I, I think you're great at it. That's a world that I would love to get into. Do you know, do you know any connections or any, any openings or what path did you take? Maybe I can follow that and maybe get to where you are down the line. If if you don't put yourself out there, if you're not vulnerable in that way, nobody's going to know that you are aspiring to do those things. So you kind of have to just do. Yeah. You have to be. You have to be okay with exposing a little bit of like wanting something in your life. Mm -hmm. And while there's like tons of websites, I mean, I think everybody should have a LinkedIn where you're able to have jobs and connect with people. Like I'm going to be 34 uh, years old this year. and <gasps> You're going to outlive Jesus. I know. Well, I've got, well, I've got we'll about see. six weeks or we'll so. See. But uh, I was, I was going to say, I think I've gotten one job in my life that I got from like cold applying or like blind applying. I don't know what you would say. Um, where you just like sending a resume out. Like every other job I've gotten in my life was through the connections that I made and through like being ref referred for it and utilizing my network. Totally. So I think that's such a huge thing. I mean, you everybody nowadays has Facebook and has social media and hopefully you've built these like networks of friends and family and people that you can utilize for this. But like, Honestly, I've had a bunch of jobs in my life and I've gotten one job where somebody like picked my resume out of a pile and thought, we would like to hire right. him, which I, I think is wild. I and do, my, my older brother's done the same thing. He has almost every job he's had was from the connections that he made and the people that he met. You know how many resumes people get when they're uh, looking for somebody to fill a position? You have, to, you have to be the one <laughs> that reminds them that you're still interested. You have to call in. You have to follow up. Yeah. You have to send a thank you note after an interview. You have to do all of those things just so that you make sure that you're top of mind. Um, because otherwise, you're in the same boat as a lot of people yeah. that are all looking for these jobs. I would say my last piece of advice for if you're looking for a new position, looking for a new job, is if there's a company that you love and dream about working at, don't don't be shy. They can't read your mind. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Instagram. Interact with their tweets. You know what they notice is that is when people are engaged and actually seem like they care about the mission of their company or even their company in the first place, a lot of companies have very low engagement on their socials. Yeah. If you're the person that they always see in their replies, you're going to be that familiar face and that's what's going to make you stand out and stand apart. Yeah. And I mean, I think sometimes when looking for a job, you just 
kind of have to like put your pride aside. I also saw like totally. a handful of emails that were like such and such job would be below me. Like I can't imagine oh, girl, doing this. I hate that. And, like, and I, I, I know I kind of wanted to just like shake them through the computer and be like, if I needed money to pay my phone bill, to pay my insurance, like I would take any job that I could get because you're still going to get that experience. You're still going to have something to put on your resume. And, and I think that, I think it's that gonna be a stepping stone is a, something. Totally. I think that's a bigger issue within itself of if you think a job is below you, you need to take a step back and look at how you treat people with that job. Yeah. Cause clearly that says something about what you think and value about them and the services that they provide to the world, but also, okay, well, who are you getting a job for? Is it your, is it your circle so that they don't judge you based on what you do? Right. Like, Girl, we all gotta work. Yes. Don't don't think that you're better than anybody else just because you do a different type of work to get the same type of money. Like you are not special, or nothing's below you. I wouldn't. I think everyone agree. everyone should really you know swallow their pride when it comes yeah. to that type of thing. Do you want the extra spending money? That's what then I'm saying. Suck it up. <laughs> Nobody is better than any type of job. If it's something that you appreciate in your life when they do it for you, you are not above doing it yourself. Yeah. So that is the that on that. Bam. Wow. We Corey, just really went off. I th I, yeah, I think we went off, but I think we answered some questions. I think we gave some good advice, I hope. Yeah, I mean, I think the funny thing is when we were like talking about doing this topic, I was like, will people want, and we had to know or have questions about this, and the email inbox was flooded. Okay, good. With emails of people being like, help, help. Well, I here's a, here's a question I have for you guys. If you're still listening, if you want to chime in with the hashtag Psychobabble on Twitter, hashtag Psychobabble, chime in with a piece of advice you would give somebody who's on the job search right now what's something unique that maybe helped you a piece of advice that you would want to push forward or, or yeah. pass forward or and let us know if you have a different take than we do about any of these questions i mean hopefully if we read your question out loud and you're one of the people who wrote in um hopefully you feel comfortable checking twitter to see if other people have advice different than maybe what we said totally okay Corey. Good luck with your life. Thank you. <laughs> Where can people find you? I am online at Corey Cool, K-O-R-E-Y-K-U-H-L, pretty much everywhere. And I am Tyler Oakley. Again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Psychobabble is our account. P-S-Y-C-H-O. Babble. Come on, babble. Come on, babble. <laughs> okay, I'll see you guys next time. Later. Bye. Bye.